I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. As we look towards a more sustainable energy future, what will be Utah's role in driving all of that forward? Specifically, what can Utah's business community do to help lead us along? The Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce just released its business vision for Utah's energy future. And here to tell us more about that, Derek Miller, of course, a friend of the show, president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. Derek, thanks for jumping on with us today. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Boyd. All right, so let's dive into this. Uh, Vision for Utah's energy future. What should we be looking at? Well, I think everyone in Utah understands because they feel it every day that Utah is growing. Uh, We're growing at an unprecedented rate. We're growing faster than anywhere else in the country, and it's not just over the last one or two years. It's something that's been going on over the past decade. The 2020 census told us that Utah is the fastest-growing state in the nation. And it just follows naturally from there that as we grow, our energy needs are increasing. At the same time, our desire for greener energy is increasing. And uh, the business community certainly shares that desire. What we really need to do, and the reason that the chamber released this business vision for Utah's energy future is make sure that those two things are not working in conflict with each other, meaning as our energy needs increase and as our desire for greener energy increases those need to be harmonized that really that uh, environmental progress and protection and economic progress and prosperity need to work in harmony with each other and and then i would just say that if they are going to work in harmony with each other we need to have a balanced approach yeah, I think that's so important and one of the things i love about the way the chamber's going about this is to me this is really Utah leading as as only Utah can. This is an and conversation, not a fake fight or a false choice between environmental and economic progress. We can do both. Uh, And so as you look at that from the chamber, as you're looking at this vision, uh, let's talk about the things that need to be balanced in terms of affordability, reliability and sustainability. Uh, Dig into that a little bit for us. Well, you you hit the nail on the head. If if we're going to have a balanced approach, it needs to be affordable, it needs to be reliable, and it needs to be sustainable. And unfortunately, we don't have to look too far to see some examples where that balance has not happened. We certainly are all hearing about uh, the problems that European countries are facing with this uh, war in Ukraine, uh, with Vladimir Putin using natural gas as a weapon in that war. 
And unfortunately for the residents of many of these countries, their leaders made short-sighted decisions to shut down nuclear plants Mm -hmm. without a realistic, reasonable, or real-time replacement for that energy. And so now they are facing difficult choices. As one example, uh, you have uh, medical companies um, telling doctors and hospitals that they're not going to be able to produce the medicine that patients will need for the winter. I mean, these are serious, serious concerns. And then we don't have to look uh, all the way to Europe. We can look to our friends and neighbors just to the west of us and see some bad decision-making that's happening in California um, where they are not proceeding with a balanced approach. And it's, it's not just hurting their economy, it's hurting their residents. For example, there, uh, it, it, it doesn't do anybody any good to encourage your residents to buy electric vehicles and then tell them that they can't plug them in because the grid is not robust enough. That's part of yeah. the reliability that we're talking about. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, that's so important. And uh, I know one of the other, other areas where we often have to look to that harmonizing is is when it comes to incentives or when it comes to, to regulations. You mentioned some of those in, in California in particular, uh, where the regulatory thing seems to be crippling not just the economy and the businesses, but it's negatively impacting the citizens as well. Well, there's two important points there. And the first one is, is uh, and the reason why the chamber released this report is because business has an important voice in all of this, an important perspective. And so if we're relying on government alone to make these decisions in um, in a vacuum, the decisions will will not be good ones. And uh, again, we see unfortunate examples of that. And and so business needs a seat at the table. They need to be involved and business needs to step up. Business needs to be heard. I can tell you that out of the 11 focus groups that we held, we held eight industry focus groups. We held two legislative focus groups and we held one, interestingly enough, student Mm. focus group. All 11 of these groups. It was the only issue that there was unanimity. Every single one, 11 out of 11 of these groups said incentives are preferred over over regulation. And Utah is in a good position to lead on these incentives because we have such a strong economy. So we ought to take advantage of the, the strong economic position that we're in to be a leader in incentivizing uh, this transition to a low-carbon energy future. Yeah, that's so important. And I love the fact that there were these 11 focus groups uh, between business and and government. Uh, and I love that you had a, a student-led 
uh, focus group as well, and, and fascinating that they all came to, to similar results there. Anything else from your findings or anything else that we should keep on our radar uh, for the, the conversations and the actions that need to take place moving forward? Well, we really believe that not only does Utah have a role to play, but we believe that it can be a leader in this area to move to a low-carbon future. And we can be a leader in this area for a number of reasons. Uh, One, I mentioned our strong economy and the incentives we can provide. But also we have a a great diversity of energy sources. Um, And and, uh, that will will do us very well. Uh, We also have important rare earth minerals and investment into innovation that's going to take us to the next generation of battery storage, which is going to be important for renewable energy. For all of these reasons, Utah is in a great position to lead, and we need to do exactly that. The consumers want it. Businesses want it. The invisible hand of the free market is already leading us in this direction. So we, we need to move in this direction willingly, and, and we need to be bold in doing so. Uh, Derek Merrill, the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. Uh, Derek, thanks so much for joining us today. Great insight as the Salt Lake Chamber releases a business vision for Utah's energy future. Derek, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Again, that's Derek Miller from the Salt Lake Chamber. And uh, I love the fact that they had all of these focus groups uh, that really crossed the spectrum from government, business, students, uh, really looking at how do we have this. uh, I love the way they framed it, harmonizing and balancing of environmental and economic progress. Uh, We often talk about the need for an and conversation, not a this or that conversation, not a fake fight, not a false choice. Uh, I do believe that Utah is in a unique position to lead when it comes to showing how we can be careful stewards of the environment and we can have economic progress and we can leave the world just a little bit better for the future. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news, but don't go anywhere. Hour number two of Inside Sources coming up next. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.